the Stress Talk Caregiver Podcast, Episode 72. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stress Talk Caregiver Podcast, the show dedicated to providing tips and strategies to everyone caring for an elderly loved one. My name is Casey Price, and this podcast exists to help make your job, the job of caring for your elderly loved one, a lot less stressful. Today, we're going to talk about advocating for your loved one in the assisted living or nursing home. And I think there's an important first step when you consider advocating for a loved one. And it's actually a lot easier than you might think to be a good advocate for someone who's living in an assisted living community or a nursing home. And the thing you want to be able to do, the thing you want to do to help them get the best care possible in that setting is visit be there. If you can be there, you can improve the level of care they're going to receive. You see, most people think you need a lot of money to get good care in an assisted living community or a nursing home. But I've seen it over the years. I don't think that's true. I've seen people on Medicaid who have no dollars at all getting the best care possible. And I've seen people with a lot of money not getting the same care as the person on Medicaid. So how could that be? Well, let me first say something that I think is really important. Everyone in every community should be getting the same level of care. They're all there paying to be there. They're all being promised a high level of care. Frankly, there's no reason or excuse for some people to get better care than others. The reality, though, is it happens. There's a limited number of people working there who have a limited amount of time. If some residents require more help than others, well, that could lead to a disparity in the amount of time they have to give to some of the residents. And you you want your resident to be one getting as much time as possible. Your job as your loved one's advocate is to do what you can to help them achieve that goal, to get as much time and as much care as possible. You want them to have the highest possible outcome. But again, I'll go back for one more second. I don't think that really should happen, right? The communities are promising the same things to everyone. They should be able to give the level of care everyone needs in that setting. It shouldn't take advocacy to get it. Unfortunately, it does. So how do you help your loved one get the best care possible knowing that issue exists? Well, by being their advocate, of which the first step, like I said, is to be there as much as possible. Some people, that's not that's not possible at all. Sometimes you don't live anywhere near your loved one. What happens then? Well, you can hire somebody to go in and be their advocate. You can hire a social worker or a geriatric care manager who lives near them, who can go in and be their advocate, who can be there, who can put their eyes on them. So that's a possibility. Don't let don't get frustrated with, oh, my loved one lives four hours away. I can't be there frequently. Well, you can hire somebody who can. You can talk to their support group, whether it's a church group or, or something nearby. 
if you can't hire, if you can't afford um, to pay for a social worker or a judge or care manager. But I think if you look, it could be much more reasonably uh, priced than you would expect. And if your loved one has funds that they're paying for care with, they can pay for their own care manager. They can hire the social worker with their money or you could do it for them as their agent pursuant to the power of attorney. So, but if you can visit them, you want to visit them Well, all right, let's talk about two ways to visit. You want to be there as frequently as possible, as often as possible. And there's regular visits, which would be like every Saturday afternoon, which is great. But the staff becomes conditioned to making sure your loved one is ready for those visits. They expect you every Saturday. They know whose families come when, especially if you have a schedule. Oh, they absolutely know when you're going to show up. And they'll make sure your loved one is ready for those visits, looking great, up and ready, and and, and hopefully enthusiastic to see you because they're probably going to talk it up. Or that is, the staff will talk it up with your loved one. But if you could do frequently and randomly... If you can visit often and at random days and times, the staff will never know when to expect you and they must always have your loved one doing well and ready for a visit. You see the difference? If it's every Saturday at two, they're going to be taken care of every Saturday. You know that for a fact because you'll show up and they'll be there ready and, and waiting for you. But if you show up at random times, And the staff never knows when to expect you, but they know, oh, geez, her family comes a lot. She's always got to be ready. It it, it really challenges them to make sure your loved one is always doing well. It gets them a higher level of care. Being there allows you to see how your loved one's doing. Does she look clean and healthy? Are there any problems that, or if there are any problems, you'll be there to make sure that you can attend to them as soon as possible, that you can make sure they're getting the the care they need to deal with whatever issues they're dealing with. Are they out of their room and being stimulated? You know, when you're not there, if there's activities going on, is your loved one participating in those activities? Is your loved one the type of person who might take a little bit of prompting to get to go to the activities? Or once he or she is there, they may not be, um, they may not participate without help. Are they getting the help they need to participate? Being there allows you to make sure that's happening. Make sure they're, they're receiving the prompting they need and getting the help they need to fully participate in the activities. So let's talk about being there again for for those of you with limited time, because I know there's a lot of people saying, look, I already go as much as I can. How am I supposed to go more? I want to be there as much as possible, but it's just it just I can't do it. I don't have the time. Let me tell you a little bit uh, about how how I used to do it when my grandmother was in assisted living nearby. Um, Fortunately, she was about 20 minutes away, but it was in a place that I had many occasions to drive by. And so what I would do is when I got there, I would pull my car in the parking lot. I'd get out. I'd go in the, into the front, uh, to the front, in the front door to the front desk and I'd make myself known. I knew all the people at the desk. They knew me. I knew the management. They knew me. So they would know I was there. And this could be at any time during the day. It could be before work began. It could be Sometime during work when I'm driving in the area, it could be after work or at night. It could be on the weekends. It was random times. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't nine times a week. might have been once a week, twice a week, sometimes not even. It might be less than that. But anytime I was nearby, I stopped in. I, I made myself known to management in the front desk. I signed the book big and bold. I snuck down the hallway and put my eyes on my grandmother, but she couldn't see me. 
I made sure she couldn't see me. Now, that sounds that may sound awful, but I'm going to tell you there's a very good reason why I did it. Um, but I would put my eyes on her. The staff would know I was there. Other people would know I was there, and I would sneak out. Now, why didn't I let her see me? Because I didn't have time for a full-fledged visit. We had lots of visits. I was very happy with the amount of time I was able to spend visiting. This was not a visit. This was a work stop. This was, I want to make sure that the staff knows I'm there at a random time so I can see that she's in good shape, being taken care of, and I had a goal to accomplish there. I wanted to make sure things were going well because I was in there in my advocacy role. Not in my grandson visitor role. It was an advocacy role. So I went in there, I made sure everything was good, I snuck out. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to do it. If every time I went in there, she saw me and it was a 30-minute visit, I couldn't do it. So I would have to sneak in and sneak out. So I don't feel guilty doing it. Why would I feel guilty? I did it. I was there more than I would have been otherwise, and I was able to be her advocate. I was able to do more for her, even though she didn't realize it was happening. So very happy with it. If you have other people in the family, we had other people in our family who would stop by occasionally when the opportunity presented itself, presented itself where they'd be able to stop in, sneak in, get eyes on her and get out. So she was well taken care of. And look, I know what you're saying. Case, you're a lawyer. You do this for a living. But I'll tell you what, the best advocates in our family weren't the lawyers. They were some of the other people in the family who when they saw a problem, they made sure to to mention it and get the care that my my grandmother needed. So it wasn't that we were lawyers. That in fact, back then we really weren't. Um, it was really kind of before we became elder law attorneys. So it's not like the community thought of us as elder law attorneys. It was just here we are stopping in and we were a good family of advocates. And I was really proud of that. And I'm proud to share it with everyone because I think it's it's a really important point. A lot of people are very frustrated. We don't have the funds to be good advocates or we don't have the funds to get my loved one the best care. It doesn't take the money. It takes the advocacy. And all the advocacy takes is a little bit of time and not even that much, just a little bit of time to make sure things are going well. And that's it. That's step one. That's the big first step to being an advocate. You put time in there. Lots of times you don't even have to say anything. They just know you're there and they're going to make sure things are good. <laughs> you don't have to. It's not. I'm not talking pounding fists on the table, yelling and screaming. I'm just saying, hey, if they know you're there and know that the possibility is such that you could say something if you see something wrong, they may try to avoid their being things wrong. I don't know if I just spoke English or not. <laughs> I tried. If they know you're coming, they're going to do everything they can to make sure your loved one is ready and healthy and well and looks good and is is, is ready for the visit. And if they don't know when that visit's going to be, well, then they better be ready all the time. It really, really works. And that's it. I, I, I hope you, you get value out of this. I think this one's a big, um, a big valuable episode to help you do a better job caring for your loved one or help your loved one get a better result with all the money they're spending for their care. They deserve to get the best possible care. So, um, I think this goes a long way to achieving that. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for taking time out of your day. I really do appreciate it. Keep a lookout for more episodes. Let your friends know about the podcast and send me any questions or comments you might have. My email, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. And if you could leave a review, I'd be greatly appreciative. I remember, as always, this show is based in New Jersey law. The laws in your state might be different. The content of this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you can find the help you and your elderly loved one need to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life. 
and the least amount of stress. So once again, my name is Casey Price. This is the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast. I love doing this. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to share. I hope you found it helpful. I hope it was worth the time. And until I have the privilege of talking to you again, I wish you nothing but the best.